0: episode 573 of the chair shop podcast we are back once again on a tuesday night because we're so random uh we just want to do on a tuesday why not uh, in actual fact barry was just busy then paul was busy and now barry's also busy tonight so it's myself and paul uh holding four back after a week off uh, my birthday week and back to talk you through uh lives uh, popular culture, and the sport of professional wrestling, if we get to it. So how, how, how have you been, poor since we last spoke? Well, just
1: now that you're saying that, realizing that we should have just done it on Sunday. Um, sorry about that. I thought that I would be free uh, on Monday, but actually that was my dad's birthday, which I should have known. Um, and in fact, I wasn't free, so we're doing it on a Tuesday. It is my fault, so sorry. Sorry, everybody. Uh, how am I doing? Joe, I have been the smelliest I've ever been
0: <laughs>
1: with this heatwave. I, just before we started recording, you'll notice, mate, the listeners won't know, but my hair is a little bit wetter than it normally mm. is when I record because I had to hop and shower. Because honestly, I smelled like a kipper. <laughs> I was like fish smelling. It, it got that bad. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Um, as I, as I, because I was lying in my bed reading the latest, um, not Power Slam, and I had that Simpsons bit where they get out of the off the couch. and it's like Velcro coming Velcro, off. Oh yeah. And I said, oh, I, "This is this is a horrendous existence." I had to jump in the shower, but you know, we we often come on this show and go, What oh, Jesus, hot, isn't it?" But I mean, I've never had anything this like this. i have not. I'm not stepped properly in two nights.
0: I've been sleeping okay, I think. No. Um, but we've had the fan on all night, though. Yeah, you um, do not fan. I, I was so. thinking it's going to explode, though. When I, <laughs> I'm like, oh, wake up and it'll be exploded. But no, it's, it's yeah. keeping going. But this is really, I mean, this is hot. It's been 40 degrees centigrade, 104 Fahrenheit yeah. for American listeners. Um, and that's not usual over, over this side of the Atlantic, especially yeah. like I, I – I know people will compare it to, oh, well, it gets that hot in, like, California and Texas and things like that. But take a look at a map, right, and look at where the UK and Ireland are. We are level with, like, Calgary, Alberta, Canada, right? That's how far north we are. We're not near the fucking equator. We're not even in the fucking mid. We're closer to the Arctic Circle. So for it to be, like, 40 degrees is absolutely insane
1: and even more importantly because we're islands we usually benefit from the moderating influence of the sea on our temperatures the on our climates sea. but fucking hell yeah it's been mental no i i don't have a fan in the room i have no air conditioning of any kind so mm-hmm. i've just been trying to sleep my way through it i don't think i've slept for more than 45 minutes at a time before waking yeah. up drenched in sweat uh
0: yeah
1: so it's not been it's not been a comfortable existence. Um, Bring on the winter! Is what I say. Can't wait for a bit of winter, a bit of cold.
0: Yeah, and those are quite well, mild, it, tend to be more mild now as well. Is the other thing. Yeah, you never but really the, get the, the frost on that.
1: To your comparison with like California and the like, I, I feel like infrastructurally, they're better prepared for the hot. So they have, they've got lovely air conditioning, lovely AC. Yeah. Um, in Ireland, we do have AC, but it's called. Geez, would you open that window over there? <laughs>
0: Let some of that hot air in <laughs> quick.
1: And the problem is as well is I'm on the first floor here. And I feel like being upstairs in a house is like five degrees and warmer than being downstairs. Because obviously mm. heat, heat rises. Oh, fuck, it's so warm. I hate it. And I run oh. hot as it is. Like I no. I used to... In my previous single bachelor life, um, I used to sleep in December with the window open. Because that's how warm I run. Oh, obviously the various women's that have come along said, no, <laughs> that's not no. happening <laughs> yeah. Um So I don't know. Um, uh, that might make a return this year, but fuck me, it's been hot.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's the weather. That's how yeah. we're, we're faring not too well. No. Um, but other than that, you know, it's been a pretty good couple of weeks. So I had a, a special, you know, week off for my birthday. Yeah. Happy birthday. Um, of thank course. you very much. Thank you very much. That was on the 12th. Um, so it was a lot of fun. We had to, both took the week off work. Um, we went to stay in Brighton on the South coast of England uh, yeah. just for the night. And Hove Albion. Yeah. Brighton and Hove Albion. Um, so we stayed there in a hotel. that was right on the beach, which is very nice. Paid a little bit extra for the sea view. Cause you know, if you're going to stay in a hotel by the sea, you don't want to be looking at a window that looks out on a car park. You know what I mean? It's like no, for the extra 50 quid. fucking get the fucking sea view. So it was a very nice hotel. They it's had a wonderful, birthday. it's a birthday it as well. And we're not going abroad or anything. So we're not paying for like planes and stuff. So might as well. Yeah. yeah. The one thing that I say, and it's very, it's a very, very nice hotel. It's the grand hotel, uh, in Brighton. Uh, it's the one where, uh, the IRA nearly managed to blow up Margaret's Thatcher in the 80s. Uh, so if anyone who follows me no. might remember that, that's all right. I mean, yeah, you know, maybe next time. Um, One of the good things the IRA did, I think it's fair <laughs> to say. Close <laughs> but no cigar. Um, mm. So it was, yeah, a beautiful view. And also, as you walked into the room, I don't know where this was coming from. There was like this wonderful kind of smell. Like a like a fragrance mm. that was obviously being pumped from like a vent or from somewhere. But as you walked in, it was just like, oh, it's a lovely smell. <laughs> so we were going in and out of the room just to get that smell every time. It was, it was very very nice. So yeah, mm. Brighton was good. Um, went to the pier, of course. Went to the arcades. Won uh, six key rings because um, I think we're getting a bit too good. We watched Tipping Point, so we know obviously oh, yeah. the strategies. Yeah, you know, we know where, when to drop the two p in the machine. To, um, I don't. They don't. I don't think they have these in America. You, you're probably familiar with them, Paul. The kind of two p or penny, penny. Euro no, it's machines. like it's like a, a plinko machine. It's a bit like that, yeah. So that, you, drop, yeah. you drop your coins in, and the idea is you kind of push all the coins over the edge of this kind of yeah. precipice, and they drop down. And then there's like prizes sat on top of the coins that then also drop if yeah. you manage to push. So anyway, we did win a lot of keyrings. You got to know your strategy. You got to find one where there's a lot close to the edge. And then my advice, yeah. once you pick a machine, stick to it. Don't go swapping machines, because that's what people do. They get bored, yeah. they go to another machine, the and then someone sweeps in, puts in a few troopers, yeah. and they went, so you got to be consistent. So anyway, one of the key Now, critically,
1: Joe, i got to know, when you put your money in, did you say out loud, I'll drop zone three, please?
0: <laughs> I didn't. I kind of wish I did. No. I wish no. I did. Um yeah, I wish Ben Shepherd would have been there to just gently... To ask you
1: incredibly easy questions. Yeah, what colour is the up?
0: sky? I think, mm, it's, I think it's green, Ben. i green, going to have to pass on this one. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that was a lot of fun. We also did a round of mini golf, which I have never done before. I've never... The only golf we've done, I went to a driving range once and hit some balls. I'm not very good at golf, if, in all yeah. honesty. But you know, I thought mini golf would be fun. Um, turns out Michelle was not bad. I think she used to play a lot of mini golf with her parents. Yeah. When yeah, she was yeah. I didn't realize this because otherwise I never would have suggested it. <laughs> <laughs> I would have picked something I was good at.
2: Yeah,
0: um, yeah we did play and it was, it was a lot of fun. Um, And Michelle won by one point or yeah. stroke or whatever one they call stroke it. Is, is Ooh, the yeah, I, I had 57 strokes. I think I had um, 57 strokes yesterday as well. But I was- <laughs> that was a bad golf, weirdly enough. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was fun, that was fun, that was fun. And then we just ate a lot, really, just ate okay. a lot, ate a lot of food. Um, yeah, and then after coming back, pretty quiet week, uh, did a, a painting of the old bedroom uh, that I'm that I'm in now. Oh, you mean you it. painted
1: the bedroom as opposed to did a painting of it?
0: I didn't do like an oil painting. Okay, of okay, yeah, I misunderstood. I just, we had a bit of water damage from the flat upstairs, so that had to be kind of made good, so I sorted that out. And nice. We're going to repaint the color so this will be green instead of a kind of plain white that it is now. So that was mm-hmm. good. Um, also did one of my long walks, so that was fun. Yeah. Um, I did ended up doing 50,000 steps. Fucking hell, it it's a good one. It was a good that's one, it's a
1: week's worth of walking.
0: That's probably my second, second highest ever. So, how
1: far was that 50,000 steps?
0: Um, that's 25 miles, Manchester and back. what 40 kilometers nearly probably jesus okay um so that was that was good um so that was actually the final leg of the thames path walk that i've Mm -hmm. been doing for the last like four years so i had one sort of it was a 15 mile stretch but by the time i carried on walking and got home and everything it ended up being you know a lot more but yeah really enjoyable um it was very shady luckily it's like all covered in trees that that section so i didn't get too hot um My problem is like my phone. I've had my same phone for like nearly four years now, and the battery. I mean, you get a couple of hours out of it if you're lucky. If you're actually using it, Um, but I did. I do have like a power pack that I took with me, but obviously the port, the charging port as well, is now knackered. Like Mm. you can't. Yeah. keep the, the cable in there so I'm walking along like holding like the cable in my <laughs> in my hand to make sure that it actually charges so that yeah. was the only slightly annoying thing but oh, other than that it was good. I also did see very interestingly I saw uh, Craven Cottage um, mm. the Fulham Fulham FC Stadium Tony I didn't recognise nice. it at first yeah the, the Khan family empire yeah. completely changed it they've redone the whole sort of Riverside stand it looks like I didn't even recognise it at all. It's, sure. it's very kind of modern now. So, yeah, well done. Well one done. of my favourite football
1: stadiums. I'd love to visit one
0: Yeah, it's uh, for an AEW show. Impressive. Oh, maybe, maybe it could be. Ooh, we can get the uh, the little swimming pool uh, seats that have. You know, yeah, 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 from the, the stadium. <laughs> sure. Yeah, do a live CSP. <laughs> <laughs> from there. Uh, yeah, so that's been the last couple of weeks. I've so been a lot of a lot of fun. Um, just before oh, you go on, speaking of the yeah. heat and
1: speaking of walking, I went out for a walk to the local Mackie D's um, one mm-hmm. of the days. I think it might have been Saturday or Sunday. So it was, as the heat was really starting to come in and I almost fainted.
0: <gasps> what?
1: I, I might have been a little more dehydrated than I realized I was. Yeah. But I, I was sitting inside. I wasn't outside the time. I was sitting inside the have oh. having eaten. And suddenly I just felt all the... Blood, like, drained from my face. The sweats came on. Mm-hmm. Very similar to that time when I went to the doctors, had blood taken, and said, I am I feel like a sleepy boy. <laughs> I was suddenly very lightheaded. And I just got a drink of water.
0: Yeah.
1: And after a minute or two, it, like, passed. But it was real scary, like, just to be out, away from everybody, and just suddenly yeah. be like, am I dying? What's happening? Suddenly, like, because I've never had that happen to me in, li- in my life, apart from when I had blood taken. But I think it was just the heat and I like I said, probably was a bit more dehydrated than I thought it was. So yeah. down to a five hundred mil bottle of water and then I was okay.
0: Water. Yeah. And very suddenly. Very yeah. suddenly. Yeah.
1: And then as soon as it came, it was gone.
0: Yeah. Your idea. Take take care out there, people. Stay yeah.
1: hydrated. It it might have just been the burger clogging up my arteries or as well. I don't know.
0: But <laughs> I was
1: fine, it turned out.
0: One final thing, one final thing before we hear about Paul's week. So, I got some nice gifts from from Michelle. Oh, Um, what's this going to be? One of which was a cameo. I don't know if you're familiar with cameos, Paul, but the little celebrity, you request a a celebrity to record a little special personalized Mm. message for birthdays, Christmas, wedding. Okay, I'm very excited. So, she did give me a little message. I'm going to play it. Hopefully, the microphone picks it up okay. Okay. I'm not going to tell you who it is. I won't play the whole thing. It's actually quite a long message, but I'll play yeah. it in a minute or so. Okay. But see if you can tell who this is.
2: Holy smokes, Joe. Dear God, what a special day today is.
1: Well, this is Brian Alvarez. You know
2: I, I, am? So. I hope so. Otherwise, what a waste of a cameo. <laughs> Brian Alvarez here. Oh, he said his name. <laughs> on the behest. On the behest of Michelle, who has alerted me that today... July twelfth by my time. Might be a little later based on where you are in the UK. But
1: <laughs> that's great.
2: Today it is your birthday, your special day. And man, I heard a lot about you, Joe. Ooh. You know what's funny? I heard that the first wrestling show, the first live show that you ever attended, was SummerSlam nineteen ninety-two. The famous Wembley Stadium show. Bret Hart, Davy Boy Smith. And man, I don't know how old you are, but I'm old enough. I'm old enough that, that I look back on that show and I think to myself, holy shit, I'm doing a cameo for somebody that actually went to that show. Jiminy Christmas. That's like saying I was... Well, I better not say... But anyway, that's pretty impressive. That was your very first show. My very first show was a shitty house show in Seattle with a car match on it. (laughs) But I think I think Jimmy Snuka faced the Warlord. Yeah, you went to the better show. (laughs) Bret Hart, Brian Danielson, Jushin Liger, Kurt Angle.
0: My favorite wrestlers.
2: You're a fan of all the best. (laughs) Much like I am. I grew up I grew up with Jushin Liger but man Kurt Angle watch some of my old matches you'll see what a fan of Kurt Angle I was mm, I'll pass and and Michelle suggested that for your birthday you decided some of the things that you love some of the things that you love best writing screenplays
1: yeah.
2: Doing his wrestling podcast, CSP, for the last 12 years.
0: Hey. There, there we go. go. <laughs> I'll stop it there, because he actually goes on for another, like, two and a half minutes. I might have probably, but that was great. Yeah, I would play the whole thing. But, yeah, so um, great surprise. There we did talk about it, I think. I saw that he was doing cameos, like, six months ago and mentioned yeah. it until she remembered and got oh, it. But, that's yeah, that's great. That's cameo. And he's very good, because a lot of them, they do, like, 30 seconds, and it's yeah. just... Bye, happy birthday. Hope you're okay, bye. His delivery it's a whole, Yeah. like five minute it's like a mini podcast. It's like my own special Wrestling Observer live episode. If he wanted um, to get to
1: Hollywood, he could probably put that on his showreel.
0: I know. Like really proper
1: good. acting. Taking the, the the time between the senses.
0: Oh, really yeah. thinking
1: about what he's gonna say.
0: Hmm.
1: Talking like this on yeah. cameo. That was great. That was a really, really great surprise. Great Michelle, great present.
0: And so we're now, of course, CSP and... Right we're now, approved. We're now in the same un, in the same universe, you know. it's crossed,
1: Yeah, yeah, crossed same world. multiverse. We're in that same,
0: yeah, yeah same
1: multiverse. Well, that was absolutely five-star tremendous, i got to say.
0: Plus five stars! <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was right.
0: Over to you, Paul.
1: Uh, well, first of all, before we get to the main event... Wanna share my my crisp story with you. Please and before I talk about these crisps, these potato chips, I do want to preface this by saying that I understand that the point of these crisps is a marketing ploy, and by talking about them that I'm falling into that trap. Yeah. So in, in the in you know, the I don't know which Simpsons writer wrote it, but I'm well aware of that irony, so don't bother pointing it out. Yeah, but I had some tato crisps, Joe. I know you're a huge fan of tato. You mm-hmm. did have a packet of a packy of cheese and onion when you were over, I had and you were one packet. You were not impressed, unfortunately. But there's a flavour of tato that I've had. Mm-hmm. I have st- kept the bag so I can Ooh. show you it. Okay, that I think might change your mind. All right. I don't know if you've heard about these, but over here in Ireland, the newest thing is fizzy cola flavour crisps chizzy cola potato
0: that's crazy
1: it is crazy so every crisp i've ever had in me in me life has been a savory crisp
0: Hmm.
1: i do i do enjoy a ready salted i like salt and vinegar i like i even like them spicy monster munch but never had a sweet crisp but now you can tell that bag is uh is empty. There's oh, no yes. crisps left in it. Uh, were they nice? Is is obviously the question that's on that's what we're the world's mind. Um, or... No, they're not particularly <laughs> nice. I wouldn't say they're horrible either, though. I, th- I, I do think for a potato based snack, mm. they do a decent job of recreating the flavor, the smell, the bouquet of fizzy cola um obviously they don't replicate the sensation of eating a fizzy cola because they're they're fizzy cola flavored crisps at the end of the day yes the texture you don't be eating them going i'm eating crisps or or, or, are these fizzy cola balls or or, 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 i can't tell they're they're obviously crisp based it's a very very odd sensation eating them though because
0: it's
2: you know it, it it
1: it, it, there is, it is, there's an element of pat your head, rub your belly to it, where you're saying, "Well, these right. two things are confusing me. These don't go together." Um, but surprisingly, not vile. Let's say they were, they were, they were perfectly edible as a kind of weird one-off novelty. I would never buy them again.
0: No, I mean, I would try, I would try them, but try them. I like a, I like a real flavor. You know what I mean? I like a.
1: Yeah, I mean, I would rather have a bag of fizzy colas and a packet yeah. of proper tato. Yeah,
0: yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. It, it is a bit like ketchup on ice cream. Do you know what I mean? I like those yeah. two things, but, you know, keep Yeah,
0: yeah. With, with tato, what other flavors do they do to, to, as standard?
1: Yeah, so yeah. cheese and onion and salt and vinegar are obviously the kingpins. Tato yeah. never have really dipped their toe into the ready salted market for whatever reason um You have your prawn cocktail, your bar barbecue, or smoky bacon.
0: Okay, okay. You know? so they do have the the, the, usual, the classics, you know, the classic crisp flavors. As we yeah, a fizzy cola now as well. It's a bit of an interesting leap because I, I would like Walkers, <laughs> yeah. Walkers, and kettle chips. They do you know strange flavors, but it's yeah. normally like it's still savoury normally. <laughs> There was a, the posh one that they did that was like Prosecco and something else, right. you know, at yeah. Christmas. That, like, yeah, po- pork and Prosecco or something, mm. um, which I didn't try because it sounds gross. but No. Yeah, it's a weird one to jump to, Physi- cola out of all of <laughs> the kind of weird flavors. I'm not sure how they... Yeah,
1: how they, there you go. Limited edition Tato Cola. Yeah. Hang on to this bag. Maybe I'll sell for something in 10 years. Yeah, 20 years,
0: yeah. Speaking of...
1: What a segue that was better well, hey so joe you have have often been an influence on this man's life, maybe unwittingly so, but you you over the years you have definitely influenced me been an inspiration to me in many ways it does not blow a smoke up your ass that's true oh, well, well you know I'm a big fan. Not as big as the next year.
0: I like to think of us as like, you know, the podcast. We're kind of like Paris in the 1800s where you've got all these great sort of thinkers and artists and poets and psychologists. It's like, you know, bouncing off each other. It's very much the the tone of this show. Um.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's stroke number 58 I just had.
0: Oh, I didn't blow off.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But
1: you... um. You did buy some AEW cards recently. I don't remember how much you got. Did You buy a, a, a box, was it? I bought the
0: Blaster box, which is eight uh, packs. Yes.
1: Here's so I too have bought. I bought two Blaster boxes. Oh, I do. I did go a little bit over the top. I did buy two, yeah. and I bought a little album for them for my cards to go in. A little, little sleeve sort of stuff. Because I really, yes. really, I was really, I must say, as a person who's always looked, kind of looked down on cards ever since yeah. Pokemon, I was always much more of a sticker guy. Right. I, I always liked the stickers go in the album, you stick mm. them in and ksh, pff, complete, complete, you know? Nah. Cards are always a bit more, just throw them away and my life quality would be the same. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: So I guess that's why I got this album to kind of try and simulate that. Um, so obviously we can go through the various mm. bits and pieces. For those who don't know about these AEW cards, first of all, the quality of them is, fa- is
0: fantastic. They're very good. They're very good. Um,
1: great, great look. I, I love the, um, the individual cards each have like different rarities. So you have like your blue yeah. is the base, then you have gold. And then you have like shinies on top of that. So I did get a few yeah. shinies. I, I, I'm very happy. Got it. I don't know if you can see it there. I got a little shiny John Moxley.
2: Ooh.
0: Ooh.
1: How about that? Very nice. Very nice. Um, and so there's a hundred cards in the base set. I'm definitely yeah. missing quite a few of them. But uh, you get a hundred in the base set. And then you have some like special ones that are uh, what they call main features. So I have a few mm. main features. You can see there's Jericho and yeah, Santana. Um, and then you have these little uh, top rope ones, where it's like someone doing a move yeah. and that. And then they have, have,
0: hey, I don't got any top ropes. Actually. I
1: have three.
0: I guess you've opened quite. I've only opened five packs. Okay, well, I've owned oh. them all. I couldn't. Yeah, I couldn't wait. <laughs> uh,
1: and then you have those like canvas ones, and of course, you know the 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 rarity of these um, special cards. Obviously, it rises as as they get more and more special. Yeah. Right? Uh, and then you have the the cream of the crop. You have these, like, merchandise cards where you get a mm-hmm. oh, little bit of, you know, uh, Brandon Cutler's mm-hmm. boo or whatever mm-hmm. in the card, right? Or you get, like, autograph cards, which is like the Holy Grail, I suppose. Yeah. And I don't know what the odds are for, for those, but get a good autograph is something like, one in 800 packs or something yeah, and the, yeah. if you the rest of you want multiply that even higher right i will say joe in the in the two blaster boxes that i got i did get two such special cards what okay and again joe i do need to list you to thank you specifically for being the inspiration for these because i think i think i would have struggled to pick out for myself two cards that I would have liked to have gotten more yeah. so I'll show you first we'll keep the main event for last but I'll show you first and they are in a little protective mm-hmm. semi-rigid they call them Ooh, semi-rigid just look at this card this is a merchandise card I'm going to show it to Joe obviously this is a great listening experience but I'll show it to Joe and then we can talk about it so it is it's got a little bit of a jacket of this man
0: oh
1: it is a Taz merchandise card. Our favorite oh. ring announcer. So little... Oh. finally him, a jacket. They cut it off and put it in a fucking card. What the hell? a <laughs> gimmick. Um, congratulations, you received a trading card with Taz AW memorabilia that has been certified to the Upper Deck Company as having been worn by the featured announcer. Oh, my God. I couldn't believe when this came up. That's tremendous. Um, I was... You know, opening these cards as, b- bought them totally on a whim. Mm.
2: Do
1: you know what I mean? Thinking in the back of my head, if I get something like this, it would be amazing, but I probably won't. So I had just accepted <laughs> that I would be, because the odds, even, even with two boxes, you're talking yeah. 16 packs. I don't know what the odds on, yeah. on these memorabilia cards are, but um, not, not one in 16, I'll say that. Nah. So got that. Mind was blown. Little Joe did I know what was about to come next. So I'm going to lower it slowly into the
0: frame. Oh. Oh. Oh.
1: Yes. So it is a autographed.
0: Autographed. John Moxley card.
1: John Moxley card. AEW magazine. AW with the belt, which makes it even cooler. It is not the gold special most special mm-hmm. one. It's a silver Damn. one. Uh it sells for $350 on eBay. The Taz one, not quite as no. good. Kind of worthless. Yeah. But um when that came cool. out of a packet, my god. Oh my god. What what autograph card could you want? Yeah. The, the chap who's a bit reclusive and doesn't really do sign and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's very cool. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. So, they're, they're, those are my, I think I just hit the mic. Those are my little pride and joy now. Two pieces. Keep, them, keep them safe. Put them away now. Don't even look at them.
0: <laughs> never look at them again.
1: They'll <laughs> never be seen by human eyes. And maybe in a little while. They'll be worth something. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, really, really happy with the, with the polls. Um, got some, got some, even within the, the base, I got some really cool stuff that I was super, super happy with. Um, but couldn't believe when, when that came out, I think, I think I kind of worked out that the, the odds of the Moxley autographs, like one in 14,000 packs. Um, Which is which is crazy because the the magazine ones are one in seven hundred and sixty eight or something, right. and then yeah. Moxley is like one of twenty within that, so right. some, some crazy. Well, yeah, I, I the way I said is like the 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 card look gods must have known that I was a bit down recently, and sprinkled a little blessing,
0: what a little joy.
1: So go on, Moxley autograph, have
0: it. Yeah, tremendous, tremendous. Um, I'm looking forward to opening the... I've got a- I have got. did manage to track down a couple more boxes that I did purchase as well. I was like, you know, once you get the first one, you're like, oh. <laughs> there yeah, was, I've, you know, I've there's got- a website in the UK, which is where I got them from. Oh, really? Which yeah, one? I'll send you the send me Send me the dates. Because I wasn't sure, you know, you never know whether they're sort of reputable or not. So I, like, I don't want to send them and yeah. the order me all the money and then get ripped yeah. off. But I um, actually got decent the ones I bought or that are on the way for a decent sort of price compared to the, the first box. So. Hey, well, how, uh, I'll
1: getting into it. Um, yeah. It's sports trading cards. UK is the website um, sports sports trading cards, UK.com. I don't know. They were relatively expensive, but okay. I didn't know a better place to go. So I has got from them and they arrived fine. So, um super super happy oh my god i mean if i if i got more packs and i never got another special card in my life I'd, think mm. I'd still be happy but they were so much fun to we're actually me and my brother were watching dynamite i think last week and we were like taking turns to open packs and <laughs> yeah yeah look what we got that was, that was really fun
0: but yeah here we go awesome awesome awesome
1: um how, what what have you got so far in your in your pulls then? Anything anything notable?
0: Oh, no, kind of. Well, I have got a few shinies. Probably the most kind of rarest I've got. Yeah. So we've got the take on oh, the oh, that's like the dynamite take on
1: to you. Very nice.
0: Yeah, which pretty good. And then actually, right next to her in order, because I keep mine in order. I don't hope yours are in numerical order, of course. You know, we've mm. got the orange Cassidy shiny. Oh, very nice. Um, very nice. So, I mean, I was happy with both of those. I am missing, though, a lot of the kind of the big boys. So, I don't have a Mox, I don't have Jericho, I don't have Kenny, Hangman, yeah. The Bucks, uh, what's his name? Jungle Boy, Darby. Um, I did get a little... <laughs> Very, nice F. F. Very nice. Um, so, I'm getting... Uh, you know, I'm filling out, I've got a lot of the kind of ta- uh, the uh, staff as well, which is good. Um, And then a few of the special like canvas ones. Yeah. So I've got the Lucha Brothers canvas nice. and Dustin Rhodes canvas, which is quite good. So I'm kind of happy with the spread so far, but I'm I'm hoping to get some of the fillet out of some of the bigger names. I have
1: well. one double so far.
0: Is that all? Oh, Cause I haven't had any, you was, was know, kind of,
1: well, right, because so I good. consider if you get, MJF, but then you get him in a different rarity. That's two different characters. Yeah, that's yeah,
0: that's yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah, one double. It's a it's Brian Cage.
2: Ooh,
0: okay, if I don't get Brian Cage, you got something that Brian Cage. I will. I will them. send you I any, double any doubles
1: I ever receive. I will send you away, including Brian Cage. Unless you get Brian will, Cage at some point.
0: I will save. Yeah, set up my doubles. And, so, yeah, what a fun. The old trading card. It's this is this is the fun. You know what I mean? Like people. Well, and I was complaining when they first came out because they were all sold out, and it's yeah. like I can't get them. But that's the fun, you know, opening the cards, seeing what you get, seeing what your friends have got, comparing, you know, showing these yeah. and stuff. It's like that's the fun of it. So I'm glad we we got some.
1: Yeah, I mean, I and I hope that you get something comparable. In, yeah, you I'm know, in the thoughts so in. Well, in those last packs, you're not open yet, Joe. There might be a little. It
0: could be jungle, oh. boys, jungle boys' underpants. Could be. Could be. Yeah, sometimes I just, a, the,
1: space, <laughs> I just take the I just Mox card out so that I just look at it.
2: Ooh,
1: crazy. Unbelievable. Nice. I'm still shocked by it, to be honest. Ooh. Yeah, unfortunately, the gold one goes for like
0: $1,200 on eBay. Jesus, Jesus. Oh, well.
1: Uh, what else? So I've been playing golf as well. Not golf. mini golf, but golf, golf, golf.
0: Normal, normal sized
1: golf. Yeah, golf, golf. The uh, Spando ballet hit. Um, golf, 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 golf. Um, yeah, not not crazy big golf, but like par three. Uh, gonna go tomorrow again. So me and my mate Sean have been going for a knock, as Pilkington would say. Uh, and that's been good fun. Yeah, we're we're definitely getting better every time we go. So we're averaging like four and a half shots per hole. It's like par three. So three would be the expected. So every time we go, I think the first time I got like an 82 and second time I got a 79. So you're trying to whittle it down every time. Okay, next time we need to get under 79. And that's how we're trying to improve it, improve ourselves. But, oh my God, last time we went, it was like, we usually go in the evenings. So it'll potentially be quieter, you know? Yeah. Uh, but last time we went, we had a group of four directly in front of us and a group of two in front of them. And the group of four were playing quicker than the group of two in front of them who were so fucking slow. So, you know, there's like an unspoken rule in in, in pitch and put, but also part three is like, mm. once you've potted your, your, your ball in the little hole, get out of the way. Yeah. Like don't stand there and mark it down. Did you get it? what you get a five? Okay. Right no, go to the tee box and do it there. Yeah. Yeah. These guys were so fucking slow. And they were like teenagers. They weren't, or maybe like late teenagers. They weren't like kids, but they weren't like two owl fellas mm. wandering about. And they were so slow. So, so, so. We, and we were giving out to them, shouting at them. And then eventually, they, you know, they let everyone basically play through because they were holding up five cents. Two of them. Two people should be flying around. And actually, once we passed them within five minutes we were like four holes ahead of them uh but it's really good really nice to get out and um, play a bit of golf because i kind of haven't been playing it for a very long time Mm -hmm. and yeah we used to when we were much younger we used to walk up to the golf course with our our clubs like on our back oh god which was it's not that far it's like a 20 minute walk But now we have a car. We can just drive up. It's much easier. Much easier to decide to go because you don't have to go. You have to walk 20 minutes dragging our clothes. What else have I been doing? I also took my old guitar down from the attic. Uh, It's been up in my parents' attic for three years, I want to say. So I took it down, cleaned it off because it was all grimy and dusty. So I got some cleaning product, gave it a full clean, took the old strings off, threw them away, down to the local music store. Bought some lovely new strings. Uh, Capo, which I've never owned before, which is a little bar thing you That's clip it. on and you can play oh, different right. keys in that. And uh, it's great. Lovely. Because I, again, been away from playing my little acoustic for, for a very long time. So it's good to come back, try and learn some new songs, do a bit of that. Uh, and also, I have been watching, I know we're not talking about Telegraph yet but i've been watching uh the preseason friendlies oh yeah the man united have been playing very handy because they're on at like noon every day yeah. so i'll be at work and i'll just throw on the tv i just got a, a mu tv subscription for one month it's like All s- right. seven yeah. euro awesome. yeah. and i just put it on in the background they're playing man united today against crystal palace being three one quite a good um performance, but it, one of those performances where you, you get too excited to go, oh, we're good now, when preseason season friendlies don't matter, you know. Uh, that being said, Crystal Palace did only, what, two months ago, beat us 2-0 or 1-0 yeah. on the last yeah. day of the season there, so nice to turn around. Uh, Martial, in particular, looking very good in, in the pre-score in every game so far, three out of mm. three, for a player a who show. was... No good last season, got kicked out to Sevilla and then they said no, we don't want him. Thanks very much, having back. He's been very good. Um, so who needs Ronaldo? Be Liverpool 4-0, I'll be at Liverpool's C team against our A team for at least the first 30 minutes. By which point we're 3-0 up already. Yeah. And then we beat Melbourne Victory 4-1. Uh I'll tell you who who not in the United pre seasons, but who's been impressed me elsewhere is Gabriel Jesus for Arsenal. Now I think he's going to be a fixture in my FPL team this season. Ooh. I've I've always rated him for City, to be honest as a as a finisher. I know Penn mm. loves his rotation, but I think with a bit of game time at Arsenal, he'll be one to watch. <laughs> um, although I'm the guy who said that Lukaku would be top scorer last season, so take that with a grain of salt.
0: Uh, yeah. But I think that's a,
1: a, a good signing for Arsenal.
0: I think it's a very good signing. I've, i I, i surprised he let him him go. Yeah. He's only 25, that's when he's 25, 26. Yeah. I thought well, he's in a prime, in his prime, very good striker. So I'm surprised he would go to a club of Arsenal's standing, mm-hmm. to be honest. I thought he could have done a bit better. Like, you know, Man United. <laughs> he was going to go for Man City. They're far, they're far inferior. Um, yeah, no, that's a very good signing for them. The
1: London lifestyle, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Attracting them. Um
0: Yeah, very, very,
1: very good signing for Arsenal. Although City are bringing in Haaland and Alvarez, of course. So they're not starving mm. for strikers at the moment. Um but yeah, good to watch a bit of preseason. I usually do watch the preseason games, but um I didn't want to go through the struggle, as I have every year, of getting the laptop hooked up to the TV, go to illegalstreamingsite.com
2: yeah. you're
1: 8 minutes into the game, the stream goes down, you're up up, for, away from doing your work to go put the stream back I'll just get MU TV for one month and just stream the games on that, through my Xbox on the TV which is yeah, perfectly easy. easy to do it that way Um, and yeah, they've won all the games, so I've nothing to complain about 11 goals scored, 2 conceded Keep that keep that up in the Premier League, and we'll be looking good. Although all them other teams around us have really improved their squads, and we kind of haven't. But anyway, don't worry about it. We got a new manager, and that's what counts.
0: I think it's a, it's, a, it's not a bad squad actually. I think they just drastically underperformed what they could do.
1: Well, this is one of the criticisms last season is we finished second the year before, brought in Sancho, Ronaldo, and Varane,
0: yeah. and then finished sixth.
1: <laughs> I got much worse. Yeah, something. As you say, maybe it's there. maybe the the squad is there. Um,
0: yeah.
1: All right, that's that's a very long life that's, life.
0: that's the life graph. Well, we've not got too you know too much in the way of the other stuff, so we're, we'll tell you about our lives. They're a lot more interesting, I think, than the TV and movies. <laughs> but in terms of music, Paul, I think you've got a couple of albums to tell us about.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, so it was a running
1: joke on this very show. That I would listen to bands called, I don't know,
0: Cunt Fist,
1: Cunt Fist, and Fetus Blender, Shitplosion.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, so I thought, well, I might as well live up to that stereotype. I listened to uh, the new Wormrot album. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called Hiss. So Wormrot are a Singaporean grindcore metal band. Mm. um and this this album was actually quite well received quite well reviewed which is why i sought it out uh so in very quick summary joe i absolutely hated it oh god um i don't know maybe maybe as i've aged i just kind of mellowed out into uh, a man who doesn't go so quickly to the metal genre but I like a little bit of melody to my song. So I know what an abstract oh, yeah. concept. This is one of those ones, and I'm, I'm really going to sound super out of touch and super old man yells at cloud here. This entire album, first of all, every song sounded exactly the same. <laughs> but also, it's, <laughs> it's one of those ones where it sounds like, OK, we're going to write a song, right? So what do we need? We need a chorus, we need a bridge, intro, outro, bridge coming out of the chorus, perhaps. Get a little bit of structure. Uh, no, toss that all in the bin. Uh, just play the drums as quickly as you can for three minutes. Uh, what do we need for a guitar? If... Just go for for the whole song. And we gonna have any lyrics. No, I'll just scream uh the whole time. Uh indecipherably. Um And it was just that. Luckily the album's not super long, because like 32 minutes or something. But it was I thought it was unlistenable
0: <laughs>
1: it was it was a little too um, aggressive for me let's say yeah
0: um,
1: it made metallica for for instance even metallica in their thrash like 80s metallica uh phase seem like an edge here that that that's kind of where they are on the scale
2: mm. um
1: Maybe I can. Maybe I can. I, I know I don't normally do this, but maybe I can play a little excerpt of while uh, uh, I talk about. It doesn't matter which song I play, because, like I said, they're song. all identical. Um, but let me bring up, and apologies to anyone out there who likes Worm Rot. I'm sure if you're into that genre, maybe, maybe they're good and they do something differently. But to my uneducated mm, ear, <laughs>
0: Uh, Who is possibly listening to this that likes Wormrot? Is the drummer from Wormrot listening? Is he a big? Wrestler? He could
1: be. I don't know. I need to look up the Singaporean numbers for the podcast. But okay, let me see if I can get this going here. Okay, so that's that's song number. Let's check number two. Broken names. Hmm. Let's go to um. Uh, your dystopian hell, track number five. This one's a little bit more melodic, to be fair. This is a, a bit, great yeah, illustration.
0: That's different. Not that a great illustration
1: of my point, but Okay, we'll move on to a hatred transcending. Again, that was not a good one. How come when I listened to this before they're all just These, these are great. <laughs> okay, we're back. Now, let me just say, I don't hate death metal or death metal vocals at all. No. In fact, I quite like some death metal bands, so I'm not adverse to it. But like, listening, maybe listening to songs individually out of context makes them a little like, like there, the two the two songs I randomly randomly picked actually sounded alright. But listening to the album in context, it just all blurred together for me. Yeah. I, I didn't really enjoy it at all. And I gave it two listens through as well. So take it. Wow. Um, I don't know why. Just masochist. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, much better, I want to say, was my continuation of my Oasis uh, listen through. So nice. I previously listened to show, Standing on the Shows of Giants. And I was advised on Twitter uh, by listener, Nathan, to take a step back. And don't forget to listen to their B-side compilation, The Master Plan. Oh yeah, which came out in nineteen
0: ninety eight. I got that for Christmas.
1: Oh, thoroughly enjoyable, thoroughly, yeah. thoroughly enjoyable. I to, for me to the standard of the first two albums, I think it's that good.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Now, what I will say is, there are some tracks where you hear uh, echoes of other songs from mm-hmm. the other albums. Like, I, I don't want to be as brazen as to say that Oasis have that. ACDC thing where their songs all kind of sound the same. Yeah. But I will say, um, Talk Tonight has definite elements of Cast No Shadow to it, where you mm. hear the same kind of, even in the vocals, the same kind of notes. Um, I think the best track on it is the first one, Acquiesce, but that's probably because I've heard it before, so I'm, I was familiar with it going in. Nice to hear the Swamp song as well in its entirety, which only exists on "What Story of Morning Glory" like two untitled excerpts. Um, but yeah, very very easy to listen to. Mm. Um, it is long; it's an hour and six minutes, but it did kind of breeze past because the songs are Oasis at the the peak of their career, which unfortunately was the very beginning. Um, was, yeah, but yeah, I for whatever reason, I "What's the Story of Morning Glory" was the first album i ever owned on cd as it's still to this day my favorite me too all time there you go um definitely maybe i definitely definitely there are some tracks on that that i have great nostalgia for but i never actually owned definitely maybe so i never listened to it in its entirety until a few years ago but there's there's undoubtedly songs on it that are bangers and it'd be here now i i owned on cd as well but obviously it's a bit it's fine and I still like the singles they put out and so on but I don't know if the album itself holds up but Master Plan I think is a great third piece to the trilogy of uh, definitely maybe what's storing more in glory and now the masterpiece I think those three albums fit together very nicely before they went oh, let's make our Sergeant Peppers and just be weird and the song's called The Magic Pie and stuff (laughs) Not for me. Not for me. Although, do you know what I mean? And around the world, I, th- I still think are two great albums. No even if around the world goes on for like nine minutes or whatever it is, I, I think those two songs are very listenable. Rest the album not so much, but Master Plan. Damn it! If it isn't a great album, even as a compilation, I, I would count it as as an album. I think it's absolutely great. <laughs> uh So there we go. That's the music for this week. I would recommend the Master Plan. Don't recommend Worm Rot. Not for me. No, no, no.
0: Coolio. Yes. Um, bit, a bit of TV then. Um, not too much new for me. I did finish off uh, season three of The Boys, uh, which is the most recent season. Yes. Um, you enjoy it? Can continues to be a very enjoyable show. Um, there were some kind of infamous episodes. There's one called Hero Gasm, which was talked about a lot online. I don't think it was actually a shocking. Right. Um when I watched it I think that's just compared to the other stuff you see in the boys like so it's just so like graphic and obscene that it's probably pale that's what makes me wonder if the
1: boys would be for me
0: um I don't know it's very funny as well it's not just like gratuitous It is there is a point to it and it's very funny and good characters and everything but it also has that kind of yeah very over the top very in your face kind of approach to everything um, but I think I think it's it's great, and I'm not necessarily a big, always a big fan of that kind of thing. <clears throat> like I'm not really necessarily a fan of like toilet humour, right? Or real kind of gross out stuff. <laughs> you will know from listening just, to this podcast. <clears throat> dear Poopy um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's very enjoyable, and they've kind of evolved. As I think I said, you know, the first season was very much kind of post 9-11 Bush era Patriot Act type material. And it's now kind of evolved to be a lot more like uh, kind of Trump era. Um, yeah. American civil war kind of era. Okay. Uh, so Second civil war, not the first one. Um, the one that's coming any day now. Right. Uh, so it's definitely it's kind of evolved more into its own thing moving away from the comic books I think and it's, it's really doing well and so I'm looking forward to there's gonna be a season four very much looking forward to that kind of seeing where they take it so it's yeah mm-hmm. really really good
1: I've always had it on the edge of my mind that the boys would be something that I do need to try at some point yeah but I there is a bit of me that's worried or' it's like as someone who's who's not particularly into the the more graphic stuff mm. whether it'll truly be for me but also the fact that there's so much stuff out at the moment that I do want to get around to watching yeah better call saul for example definitely needs to get back to that i've still only watched the first season of that and i wasn't impressed but <laughs> definitely i've heard out. it gets real good so i do need to try it and i loved i, it. I did love
0: breaking bad. i watched the first season and which was alright and then the second was just too boring i gave up on it right. um saying that i did yesterday watch the pilot of breaking bad and it's probably i don't know one of the best pilots ever i think it's just the journey like he goes on what goes on in that first episode is just phenomenal And the yeah. ending oh god tremendous uh, i know the show got lost its way a little bit as it went on but in the early season was like well, I, I think i think the peak was like season three season four that's when it was at its best yeah they stretched out a bit too far but Mm. The early days.
1: I do have um, here as well in my in my Blu-ray, I do want to give Boardwalk Empire a run-through again. So. Oh, yeah. Because I never finished the last. I never watched the last season of it. So I do need to give that a fair shake. Um, Sopranos, The Wire, obviously they're on the list yeah, too. Yeah. Uh, but what jumped to the front of the queue is uh, Succession. So I've we Ooh. started watching season two of Succession. Uh... Bloody good. <laughs> See, this is, this puts it into context for me because I know that mm-hmm. when um, Severance was out and was getting a lot of praise, yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed Severance, but I always maintained that Severance was not ever top tier TV Ooh.
0: for me. Ooh.
1: For me, you have your S tier Succession. I, I would definitely have in there. Um, I would say maybe season one of Game of Thrones, although Game of Thrones quickly fell down the tears for me. Um, you know, classic Simpsons. you, know, you talk about your Esther, your best TV. I think I think Severance was like low A strong B. Thoroughly entertained, eight eight out of ten, let's say. But Severance for me was never that good. And watching Succession again just reinforces in my mind that this is. This is what top-tier prestige TV is about. Mm. It's about characters that are multifaceted and layered and imperfect, yet likable. And the different dynamics that are playing in each episode yeah. are just so well-structured and well-written that, to me, elevates it to a tier above. Not even to mention that the show looks great and the performances mm. are all excellent in it. You know, um, That, to me, is what a top-tier TV show is. Is, is representative of. So I've only i wa- have I've I've only watched the first two episodes of season two. I'm not even that far into it. Just the first two. And I've heard it goes even more bananas and gets even better. But ah, uh, I I well first of all I thought the season one finale was absolutely excellent. And already the first two episodes have set a path in motion that I'm you know it has me hooked, lined and sinkered. I'm totally yeah. invested in where it's going. I'm totally intrigued by even the most mundane of characters, it's like Raw during the Attitude era. I, I even <laughs> at the Valdeanist storyline. Even you know? the Jobbers. Yeah. Even the Jobbers. And I think Succession does a really excellent job hers, of, um, of making you care about every character on the show. No matter how redundant their story appears to be, because oftentimes there's underlying stuff that pays off in bigger ways. So, yeah, just fucking excellent. Really, really. Um, have developed into a very big fan of session. I think the first episode or two of season one, I was a little bit like, I think I might have said on the podcast, I, I'm not sure if sometimes the, the comedy are, are a bit is a bit too, to your point, a bit too, not blue, but a bit crude oh, yeah. crude for, for the sake of being crude and vulgar. I think that was especially true with um, uh, Culkin. Why am I blanking his first name? Um Macaulay. <laughs> um, eat this fucking kid. I'm gonna bite his
0: fucking fingers off.
1: Um bite his fucking cock off. Um I don't know, I do not remember his, his name. Um Kieran Kieran Kogan. He his character at the beginning, I just felt like oh he's he will just walk into him. room and go, oh, look at this guy's cock. Why did no one give that fucking suck over here? Mm. And you know, it's just like oh I, this just feels like for the sake of it, he just says these things. But as you get into the show, you kind of understand his character a bit more, and it doesn't feel so um, egregious, you know. Mm. Just totally, totally blown away by Succession. I think it's. I need to look left and right here before I say such an outlandish thing. I think it's probably the best TV show that's that's existed in about twenty years. Oh, and I'm I I'm like not even halfway through what's out about so. Wow, uh, I think it's really, really fantastic. Um, Less good, but still fine. I watched last year's Jackass Shark Week special because they have a new one coming out next week. So I figured, oh, I never watched the first one. I should watch that. Uh, you might have heard about the, the Shark Week special they did last year because, infamously, one of them got bitten by a shark during it uh, on the hand. Poopies.
0: Isn't that the point? I mean, if they don't get bitten by the shark, why?
1: Yeah, well, no, well, Jackass isn't truly about the injuries. It's about the risk of injury, I suppose.
0: Like, compared to. You like, have to have one, otherwise, you know, it's all tease and the. <laughs> the whale.
1: Stuff like Dirty Sanchez, when that existed, was very much about, oh, I'm going to fucking nail me cock to a pool table. And it's like, well, where's the funniness to that where's the, the what's the, the pun- not funniness, <laughs> but fun? I guess.
0: Yeah.
1: Jackass I, I what I like to always with Jackass was the more innocent nature of it I guess. It's like we sit in a trolley, a shopping trolley and push it into yeah. a curve and that's the you know. I, I think the fact that it often wasn't extreme is what made it likable to me. Uh whereas here yeah the the stuff they did was 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 more akin to wild boys I think than Jackass. It was still funny, but it, it didn't feel very organic. It felt like highly mm. organized bits with a wraparound of, oh, we're finding out stuff about sharks. And so it didn't feel like... One thing that's good about Jackass, especially in the TV series, is how organic and how uh, DIY it all feels. Like, oh, we just mm-hmm. we found a bin and we found a hill. What do we do? I'll put a bin on his head and roll down hill. hill. Um, here it's too meticulous. It's too organized. And then obviously when one of the bits results in, in the guy getting bit by a shark, that it suddenly becomes mm. very serious and very um, eye-opening in terms of, you know, you watch these things, you think, okay, these these guys don't get hurt because if someone got hurt really bad, they wouldn't put it out. So it's a weird feeling going in knowing, oh, someone actually gets bit by a shark during this. <laughs> mm. And so the the tone of it changes very starkly to like a really serious, oh my God, this guy just got bit by a shark. The medic taking away to the... It was fine. It was like a four a, a forty minute thing that never truly felt like Jackass, but was nevertheless like a fun diversion. Um and then I started watching uh Marble Races again on YouTube. One of one of the, the most Marble races. Yeah, I talked about oh, this a yeah, year ago, yeah, I think yeah. the focus. There's there's a, a YouTube channel that does like they build like it's not Lego, I think, it's some other brand, but they build like courses. And they race marbles down. And the marbles all have like teams. So you have the green marbles are called like the limers, and the r- red ones are the savage speeders. And you have your team that you cheer for. And then each marble, they like a team of four, each of them has individual names. And there's commentary over the top of it and statistics. And it's mm. got a real like sports like presentation to it. The, the amount of work that goes into it is crazy for what is at essence rolling some marbles down here. Um, but very, very entertaining. I, 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 I found it very relaxing to just have on the background. It's not something I sit down and actively watch for, yeah, hours. But I might just put on a playlist of the twenty nineteen Marble Olympics, and they'll have, for <laughs> yeah. example, they'll have the long jump, and there'll be a bit of uh, a stretch of sand set up, and a ball comes down a hill, and there's a little jump, and they measure how far it got, and it's oh, like a competition, girl. and and then that's like. Uh, stage six, the long jump, but they get points. And then you're lucky. It's, it, it's very reminiscent of when I used to play football out my back garden on my own and mm. be both teams and then write down the score and have a league table, which might not that I was in. And be, oh, I'm playing Newcastle against West Ham. Oh, this one finishes 2 1 to Newcastle. Let me play out the game. Oh, Aspria, what a goal! You know, aspire ah. Um, There's a little bit of that element to her. Before a race, I'd be like, oh, fucking hope the Orangers win this one. And I'll I'll watch the orange one specifically. Oh, he came third. He came so close. And I'll have it on while I'm playing video games on my Switch or whatever. Very, very fun. Um, Speaking of Switch, let's jump ahead to GameGuff just quickly, because I do want to talk about Switch. Because I've been playing a game that I wonder if, I don't know if you've ever dipped your toe into or, or if you'd be interested in, I'm playing new Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe,
2: mm.
1: which is not, is obviously they have their um, Mario Odyssey and to an extent 3D World with Bowser's Fury. Again, I don't remember if you played 3D World or Bowser's Fury. No. Excellent game, excellent game. So they have their 3D Mario games, but simultaneously they still have their 2D games. Right, Which are yes. supposed to ape the feeling of your Super Mario Bros. or Super Mario World. Yeah. Um, so having having one hundred percent of Mario Odyssey and Mario Three D World and Bowser's Fury, hundred percent of all those games, even though Three D World and Bowser's Fury are one package. Yeah, I I just you know I've been playing uh, Horizon on the PS Five. I'm still playing that. I'm like twenty hours in now, so I'm making progress through that. But that's not a game that you pick up for five minutes when you have an, an itch to scratch and play a level. You know, Horizon is a game you sit mm-hmm. down and you play for two hours in the sitting. So I wanted to have something that was more pick up and play and put down. So I think I had one of those vouchers, you know, with the Nintendo Switch Online. You can buy these like, is it? I don't know how much it is in pounds, like ninety nine euro vouchers. And right. instead of buying two games at sixty euro each, you get one for sixty and then one for thirty. You get one half off basically. Okay. So I think I had one left over. So I picked up uh, Super Mario. Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe. What a fucking mouthful that is, by the way, Nintendo. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Um, And I've just got through the second world. There's nine worlds in it. And I would say the game that it tries to mirror the most is like Mario Bros. 3. It has that same map overworld that feels more like that. Characters moving around the map. Um, I will say, though, for a Nintendo first-party game, it doesn't play particularly well. Mm. Um, the thing I like most about, especially the new ones, because I know when you played Odyssey, you had kind of been away from that style of gaming for a while. You were wowed by Odyssey, obviously. Yeah. Um thing I love Odyssey is Mario is so responsive, you know? you Like, doing your triple on bop, bop, bop. You feel like yeah. you could, you're in total control of Mario. You can do whatever you want. Mm. Here, the controls are very, I don't want to say laggy, but Mario has a slowness to his control. He's not as zippy to control to move around the, the levels and uh, um, and do all that. The level design is also really too basic. Like, it's a, it's, a, it's, it's a very easy game. But even within that, there is not much variety to the levels themselves. World 1, all the levels look the same. You just have your basic. There's a platform that's a bit higher. There's one that's a bit lower. Jump on the platforms across. It's 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 very very basic. There's no, especially for modern platformers. I don't say like Odyssey because Odyssey is three D is very different. But there are two D platformers like even on the Switch, Rayman Legends and Donkey Kong Country Returns, which uh, even stuff like Inside, you know, or or Limbo, there's stuff that is they've taken where they've taken the two D platformer and really got very creative with it. Where you have like um, my favorite levels are the ones where it's like. Uh, the lights have been turned off and you just see the shadow of the character moving across like even visually they've done really interesting stuff with them and so Mario Bros U whatever the fuck it's called um, feels like a real step back in that regard it is a port of a Wii U game to be fair but I don't know it's just I when I picked it up I was expecting more of a proper Mario experience it feels like a very dumbed down Mario I guess is what I'm getting at um, levels design not great controls which is the worst thing for me for a mario game to have is just not to not to feel good to play you know mm. um which is a, which is a big shame um so unfortunately as a big mario fan as a man who's who's 100 of a lot of these games i would i would not recommend new super mario pros u deluxe unless it was seriously on sale for wow 15 pounds that that's the that's the value i'm giving to this game if you could buy it for 15 pounds 15 deal. quid don't don't spend 50 quid on this game nah. <laughs> absolutely not worth it even as a quirky 2d mario with nice like it, it looks graphically it looks nice it's a little too well-rounded and shiny in it's graphics there's not enough grit to the graphics you know what i mean mm. um if, if you're in the mood for that game, just do, like, play Mario World again. Or play Mario Bros. 3 again. It, does, it doesn't get better than those two. They're still, to this day, the best 2D Mario games. Yeah. Um, I would actually say that what new Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe reminds me most of in its level design and feel is like uh, Yoshi's Island. But a way worse version of Yoshi's Island. Because mm. Yoshi's Island at least had nice, like, crayon-style graphics and looked real nice yeah. and played real well. And had, like, responsive controls. And this just feels like a clumsy, lazy shit-out-of-Mario game. There you go. Eat up the shit pigs for 60, still 60 euro. So a bit of a disappointment. I'm continuing to play through it because It's it's simple enough, and I'll, I'll beat it. Okay. And I'm, I'm trying to... It does a similar thing that 3D World did, where there's, like, three special coins in each level that you have to find. And getting through a level is, is quick enough. So I'll play through it once and find what I can find and then go back and replay it to get all the coins. The it's fine. Um, it's fine. I think I just have an itch that hasn't been scratched in a while with a proper new Mario game. Like Odyssey has been five years
0: ago now. Was that five years? Yeah. 2017. I mean, I, you know, I, I don't know. I want to rush because then you end up with like a Super Mario Sunshine. But well, yes, right, and, and all you're doing is harvesting red coins and blue coins. But yeah, <laughs> but yeah, come on, it would be nice. Just to, just say uh, you know, a couple of years, we're going to have one. Okay, get us excited.
1: I'm surprised they never went into the DLC direction with Odyssey. Mm. Like if, if they just said for ten pounds, you get two more nuts yes. with fifty moons in each.
0: You just know, do you know, a, just yeah, do, a, do a, basically do a sequel use this, exactly the same mechanics and just stick 10 more worlds on it. You know what I mean? Like I, that'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> wouldn't it? Would, anyone, would I, would you complain about that to me? Yep. That'd be great. That's exactly what I want. Do a, do a flubbly wobbly level, do a bubble level, do a, I don't know. Well, do yeah. God, yeah.
1: Well, I think, I think we, we talked about this before about wouldn't it be easy for them to just make a literal Mario world two? N- mm. Not Yoshi Island, but like Mario World too. Used use the same assets as Mario World used, and just make new levels. Yeah. I think that'd be I think that'd be real cool. If they did that. It'd be um, very cool. Um, yeah, God, I'd love I'd love a new proper new Mario game. I know I did start playing Galaxy, and I need to get back to that in a week. Except I've actually put my Wii away now. I don't I don't have it up anymore. But um, God, I love it. I love a proper Mario game to play. Um. I have been playing Horizon, as I said. That game continues to be really good. Um, How's Point P going anyway?
0: Point P, um, <laughs> yes, this is the Netflix game uh, I've still been playing. So I did actually complete the game in the end. Ooh. Um, it's It's quite a tricky game. It's a lot harder than your typical kind of mobile game of that nature because it's not – obviously, those games are designed to just keep you playing constantly, constantly. So they're never too hard. Yeah. Sometimes they get difficult and they get you to, you know, buy some power-ups or whatever, but they don't want to run you off completely because then their cash cow fucking dies. Um, So Point B was actually quite tricky, but I I did get to the the final bit section of it and complete it Uh and unlocked. There is an endless mode, uh, which I've now unlocked, and there's also a medal mode where you just... uh, various achievements that you can do in the game so I'm, I'm still playing it and trying to get those achievements they are again quite tough like it is a is a challenging game but um, it's quite fun it's, it's a good one to just um, kind of drop into now and again um it would be nice if they maybe I don't know if they're gonna expand it and add a bit more to it maybe like a new kind of map or something or a new feature some new levels but yeah fun fun little mobile game they kind of like i say it takes a bit getting used to after spending so many years playing these shitty cash cow mobile games where it's like buy three bombs and you can get to the next level for a 15.99 and all this shit and it's like you get yeah you kind of get addicted to that dopamine rush of constantly beating levels all the time
1: well now we have aw cards for that
0: oh i know i don't need that shit anymore
1: (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Oh,
0: I got ooh, big, swell card, yeah, boy, yeah, baby. I don't know how you
1: have the self-discipline to not have it opened all of them by now. By the way, oh, delayed
0: gratification. That's
1: what I, I know, was. but the gratification of just splunking them all out at once. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, well, that's why I didn't want to buy. Like, you can get the whole box, which is, I think, is just the whole set. No, um, no, no, no. But no. I was like, that's. That's not fun.
1: You know. No, the, the fun is the mystery of what will I get.
0: Surely. What you're gonna get? Yeah, so that's why I went for that. So, uh, yeah, so that's the game graph as well. Also, oh, to... can I say
1: by the way, oh, in terms of buying more boxes, I, I bought four more boxes. Anyway, continue.
0: Where from? <laughs>
1: <laughs> from the same place I don't know.
0: Oh really? Because I I just went on there and they were sold out. Is that because you just bought the last?
1: Probably. One? Sorry for that, folks.
0: Fucking hell! Right, I've pulled by are if Paul buys any more, I'm burgling in his house. I'm going to wait. Are they really selling out? I'm sorry. I will, I will, I will, I'm going to mug his dad, get his car keys. Get, get drive the house. <laughs> I'm sure I can get some from somewhere else. The, 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 the funny thing is, um,
1: I know we're talking about AW cards a lot this week, so i um, they sell out? They're so there, Fucking hell. Sorry about that. Jesus, like I got in right. And this happened the first time as well. When I bought the first box,
0: mm.
1: I, like, two days later, was just going on Reddit randomly. And I saw people going, they got some over here, quick. And I just had bought one there.
0: Yeah. It was at
1: the right time, by instance. Yeah. so there. Sorry. Well, like I said, Joe, I will post you some cards. Oh, I, all the doubles, doubles I get.
0: Send me a few doubles. I said... <laughs> I'll sell you a box. How about that? <laughs> see, see what I get in the next ones. So yeah. I, um, I want to complete the collection. Which I don't know how many cards are in it totally. I want to get the base. There's not, a hundred in the base set. That's, that's in the my base, goal as well. I want to get because there's so many other cards. I'm not too worried about getting. You're it not going to get all one. the main features. You're not
1: going to get all the. No,
0: uh, what are they called? You the might, canvas ones. Yeah, you need like hundred boxes. But anyway, base we'll set. See. Base we'll set. See. Um, sorry
1: brother. that. Um, what Movies. was I going to say?
0: Movies. No, movies. Were they talking I about movies. something else? What, what were we it was talking? Something else. But it might have just been the cards. I can't remember. <laughs> I don't remember. Anyway, <laughs> movies. Uh, I saw a movie at the cinema on. on my birthday. Yeah. Um, Thor: Love and Thunder. Mm-hmm. This is the fourth Thor movie. Who would have thought, really, after those first couple they, were they should have three, called it Thor. Four. Thor Four. Thor. Um, so I really enjoyed Thor Ragnarok. That was probably still my favorite MCU movie really? out of all of them. I just thought it was very funny. I liked the story. I liked you know, the way I incorporated the Hulk into it, the kind of ragtag group. And uh, just, yeah, the, the whole kind of story of it I thought it was, was very kind of interesting. Yeah, Goldblum was great. So that was my favorite. So I was, I was very much looking forward to this. I thought, okay, more of the same. It's my birthday. We're going to see a bit of Thor. Ooh, here we go. And there were some bad reviews in the build-up, but I ignored those. <laughs> probably wrong and boring. And I have to say it was a bit of a disappointment. Okay. It was... Um, I also, I watched Ragnarok back after we we went to see Love and Thunder, just to kind of compare and contrast. And it wasn't, there wasn't as much comedy in Ragnarok as I remembered. I thought that that was a really like comedic film, but actually, it's they use it very light touchly. Or I can see to use it very light, light touchly. It's not a word, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, but compared to Love and Thunder, it is just like a gag a minute. It is like watching a sketch show where it's just like gag, 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 and a lot of them are kind of funny in isolation, but it's also just crowbarred in it's like for the sake of the gag yeah um without much thought to kind of what the story or the characters or anything um there's also way too much going on in it and i think part of that is just the baggage of all the marvel stuff so they have all these characters that they've set up um like valkyrie in the previous movie and then they bring back natalie portman and they have to explain you know in case you forgot in case you've weren't even born when those stores came out, you know, they have to explain like who she was and their relationship. And they kind of make out, it was this great romance between the two of them that was lost. I, I don't, from, from my memories of those movies, it wasn't, there wasn't any chemistry between the two of them or not a lot anyway. So I don't think it was a great moment. But anyway, they, they set that up. There's just a lot of kind of stuff that they have to wade through, you know, and obviously they set up Christian Bale as the villain as well. So there's all kind the of exposition. There's loads of gags, the the kind of journey and the story they go on wasn't particularly interesting either. Like it wasn't, there wasn't a real kind of challenge they had to overcome. It it just felt like they, they had a battle. They went away. They had another battle. It ended. That was it. There was not that kind of, we've really got, we've got to find a way to do this. We've got to come together and use everything, all of our powers and blah, blah, blah. You know, there wasn't really any, it just sort of bunch of stuff happened, bunch of gags. That was it. On the positive side, I would say Christian Bale, very, very good as Gore, the God butcher. Mm -hmm. Um, I'd love to see him in another Marvel movie. If they do like secret wars or something like that, um, bring him and some of the other villains together. That would be great. I don't know if he wants to do that, but I thought he was really good. He had a lot of fun with it. Very camp, but um, quite kind of frightening as well. Um, Quite divisive. But I also liked Russell Crowe's cameo in the movie. He plays Zeus. Mm -hmm. uh because the kind of god of gods and he does (laughs) quite comedic like greek accent um that sounds like i don't know again like a sketch show version of someone going, like i'm zeus i'm a greek you know what's going on here all this you know mate like working (laughs) in a kebab shop and all that um just kind of i but i don't know if that was like supposed to be intentionally funny because mark kermode was like really criticizing it and saying, Oh, yeah. the accent's all over the place. He doesn't know what he's doing one minute to the next. Like, like in, the yeah. Speech. But I thought it was more supposed to be just like a silly, he wasn't supposed to be a proper Greek accent. He was Probably, silly, yeah. but maybe, I don't know. It's Russell Crowe. So who knows? But I quite enjoyed the comedy of that. Anyway, it was a nice sort of interlude in the middle. Um, yeah. So overall, eh, bit of a disappointment. Um, won't be rushing out to see the, to see the next one, but, uh,
1: but we do gotta yeah. know did, did Blorco finally show up in this one?
0: Oh, there was a Blorco.
1: There was a Blorco. Okay.
0: There was a Blorco, except you, you'd you know who the character was without spoiling it. It's a, a well known sort of mythological figure. So, okay. so yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you'll know who the actor is as well. Well, probably. I don't know. You may know who the actor is. <laughs> um yeah so kind of thumbs very much in the middle pointing down for,
1: for yeah i feel like i'm i'm kind of not the biggest taika or tv fan at the moment because i i was kind of middling on ragnarok i know a lot mm-hmm. of people loved it and i'm this is definitely my version of barry being wrong with the raid too, which he definitely is um where you know, I, I understand why people loved it mm. I, I just not for me didn't like Jojo Rabbit. I know, again, a lot, I'm on the island there. I know a lot of people loved it. Not for me. Um, So, yeah, I don't know. I'm just not a big YTT fan, so I don't know if I'll give Love mm. and Thunder a go. Um, certainly not in cinema. Disney Plus, maybe one day I'll be bored enough that I'll put it on. But lately, I haven't been... I, I never finished watching, what was it, Moon Boy with Isaac? Moon,
0: Moon Man. Nothing, Moon Man. yeah. Loony.
1: And I never didn't watch Miss
0: Marvel. No, no, not not with that. Still
1: haven't watched the Eternals.
0: Turns out she's a mutant, anyway. So there you go.
1: Oh, there spoilers. Another one. Um,
0: And they play the X Men theme at the end.
1: I know they love. I heard about that. that They love. They love playing that fucking X
0: Men theme.
2: Which, to be fair,
1: (gasps) which, which to be fair, in the um, Fox X Men films, I did spend a lot of time thinking, why are they not playing the music from the cartoon? (laughs) Yeah. Um. I watched a few movies as well. I think you'd be interested to hear about. Them. Please. First, I watched on Paramount Plus South Park: The Streaming Wars, Part One and Part Two. Uh, now, I'm quite a
0: South Park fan. Yeah, what what is this? Uh, I'm so,
1: so, 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 when they signed the new deal with Paramount, they they signed the agreement to make. Uh, Two movies a year for Paramount Plus, I think it is. They're like sixty minutes long, so they're not necessarily feature length. Um, but they put out just last week part two, and part one came out like a month and a half ago. And between part one and part two, you get maybe a one hour twenty five hmm. movie called the Streaming Wars. Um, so they'd done two last year called Post COVID, which I thought were very strong. Yeah. Uh, Streaming Wars, ooh, not quite so good, baby. Um, For a show that's always been about being on the cutting edge, Mm -hmm. being up to date, poking fun and satirizing the latest stuff in the news. For them to do a, isn't there too many streaming companies nowadays? And sit down for this one, in the year of our Lord 2022, Karen jokes. Uh, the whole thing felt really four years past its by date. Yeah, um, I thought I thought it was super lame. The jokes weren't funny. Mm. It was a slog to get through. Uh, so I, I would, you know, if if you've never seen any of these movies, do check out Post COVID. I thought that, I thought they were very funny. They did the the unique thing. shows like this do, of going into the future. So it's like the equivalent of the uh, Lisa's wedding episode of The Simpsons, where you see The Simpsons in the future. That's always going to be a home run, when you do that the first time. Taking Established loves characters, here's what they're like in the future. So South Park did that post-COVID, and it it totally worked. It was great. Uh, Streaming wars, it was was bad. It was bad. Uh, What was less bad? is I finally finally got to watch everything, everywhere, all at once. Ooh. And I thought it was very good. Nice.
2: Um,
1: I thought it was one of the most creative films I've seen in a very long time. Um, very funny, great-looking, great set pieces. I would say ticked almost all the boxes for the mood I was in at the time. However, and there is a but, I think the last 40 minutes take a very long time to do what I was trying to do. Hmm. Um, the analogy I would say is if you had a suitcase and you were taking, you, you're just back from your holiday. You have your suitcase, you're taking your clothes out of the suitcase at a, a nice even cadence, a nice even pace. And then you get down to the last quarter and you don't have clothes anymore, but individual Lego pieces, and you have to take those out one by one. This felt a little bit like that. Towards the end, it, it just felt like it lost a lot of its momentum and took a very long time to hit the remaining two or three story beats that I had to hit. Mm. And so, while the start of the movie is furiously paced, maybe in the first hour and a half, the film itself isn't too long. But definitely the last 40 minutes, it feels like the pacing slows down way too much. And while there's still a lot of stuff happening, the important moments feel further and further apart. And I, th- I think if it was 15 minutes shorter, if they tightened that up by 15 minutes, I think it would have felt more consistent. Right? Would have been more satisfying. But sorry, I'm sniffling, by the way, listeners. I know it's very <laughs> annoying. Um, I thought it was great. I thought it was really, really fun. Um, I liked a lot of the characters. It felt... Um, like and it where where is its uh, inspirations on sleeve? It's very The Matrix. It's very, uh, Jackie Chan inspired a lot of it. Yeah. Um, uh, great use of the multiverse thing. That was very clever the way they jump in and out of that. Yeah, very impressed. Much much better than any of the uh MCU multiverse films we've seen over mm. the last little while. Um. But yeah, just towards the end, just tighten it up a little bit. A little tiny bit. But otherwise, it was great. And then finally, a film I've never seen until this week. I did pick it up on a lovely blue ray. It's John Carpenter's Big Trouble in Little China. Oh, nice. Um, Have you seen it, Joe, before?
0: Uh, Yeah, I think think I've seen it once.
1: So one main problem I have with the film they never say little China in it. They only ever say Chinatown. (laughs) Outcome film not called Big Trouble in Chinatown. Probably because you would think of that other Chinatown film.
0: Yes. And Big Little, you
1: know. Big Little, yeah. Yeah. Uh, But as far as I was just saying about everything, everywhere, all at once being super creative, then Big Trouble in Little China comes along and it's like the best of, you know, Eastern martial arts movies meets the best of Western fantasy So there's Mm. there's bits of, uh, again, Jackie Chan, who seems to be the the influence for all these movies um, in terms of like pre-Rush Hour Jackie Chan, I mean. Uh, Rumble in the Bronx and Drunken Master and Police Story and stuff like that. Um, Bit of Temple of Doom in there, I would say as well. A um, bit of Ghostbusters. So it, it's it's it's. I thought it was really really fun. And I know it's a film that actually wasn't critically super well received when it came out originally. But I thought it was very fun. Um, I think uh, Kurt Russell is is really great in all the uh, John Carpenter films I've seen him, and I think that's a great pairing. I I've never seen Escape from LA, but I've seen Escape from New York. I've seen The Thing. I've seen Big Trouble in Little China. Um, Mortal Kombat obviously as well, although I think this movie predates Mortal Kombat, so you might say this was a, an influence on Mortal Kombat uh, but yeah, funny one, one-liners the action is all great Um, I was very impressed, I must say I thought it was very fun I wish, it's the kind of movie I wish I'd seen when I was younger because I think I would have appreciated it even more but even coming to it for, for the first time at the age of 42 I thought it was really good so there you go, another another tick in the John Carpenter uh, column.
0: He's a good, he's a good, good director. Great body of work.
1: Yeah, good looking uh, Blu-ray as well. I will say, I haven't watched it yet, but I did pick up uh, my first ever 4K Blu-ray today. I received nice. it today, as a matter of fact, because I do have my my Xbox Series X, which has a Blu- a 4K uh, Blu-ray player in it, and I picked up a little movie you might have heard of, Joe, that we all love called Parasite. Oh 4K Blu-ray, so I'll give that a spin at some point. Sorry, I'm sniffling. I don't know why I'm sniffling. Um, we do an email. Let me quickly... Oh, nice. up. Uh, who's this from? Let's have a look. Uh, it's from a Mr. Lad. First name Barry. Oh. Subject is a subject we were just talking about, actually. Subject Marvel slop. <laughs> uh, Hi lads, sorry I couldn't be on the podcast this week. I am busy having my arse enlarged. And then he puts in brackets, not really.
0: It's big enough in it.
1: Oh, he's having a go. Uh, I didn't have too many guff's to discuss, although I am slowly struggling through the second half of Miss Marvel. Did-da-da. Well, don't listen to this part. You haven't watched it yet. <laughs> uh, which has gotten less fun and more Marvely as it has gone on. Isn't that always the way? That was also true of Loki. And uh, yeah. what else did we watch? Hmm, all the other ones are shit, mostly. Um, oh, Hawkeye was okay. Uh, my question to you is how much longer do you expect Marvel Mania to last, brother? As despite critical failings, the last few films have stin- still been a jillion dollar earners at the box office. Thanks, B-Lad. Um, I mean, I think we're right on the edge of the bubble. And I think one of the, the the big issues isn't even, I think, the critical reception to the films. I think it's compared to the phase one, especially. There's no discernible direction that the mm. films are going in. There's no end point for it. So you know, obviously, in in prior to Endgame, we had four was it four phases. So you had the the lead up to Avengers, which obviously the payoff to those first films was then you get the Avengers film where they all
2: mm-hmm.
1: assemble. Um, then you had Phase Two, which was the weak part where you had Age of Ultron at the end of that, uh, and then you had the build from that point on. It was building to uh, Infinity War and Endgame, which was meant even the most rudimentary of those films had a part to play. You know, there was a an overarching storyline, there was an overarching goal. Um, as we've discussed in this show lately, and with the asterisk that I haven't seen the Eternals and I haven't seen the ones you just talked about, Thor. Yes.
2: Um
1: I already forgot, already forgot what I was. Um, the ones I have seen it doesn't seem to be a, th- a, a thread line through them all. The thread line is just there is multiverses now, which mm. already has got so crazy. Like, if, if you were building up the multiverses to one big film at the end where that's where the multiverse concept happens. But we've had Spider-Man. We've had Doctor Strange now. I don't know if there's multiverses different from Thor. I don't know. But it, it already feels like the multiverse thing has, has kind of been played out. And the multiverse element has already been done best in Spider-Man Inside the spider Yeah,
0: they're never going to beat that. Well, it's, I wouldn't say never. They it's could it's get Hugh, Jack- Hugh Jackman and Robert Downey Jr. or something, but it'd be hard to beat that. <laughs> well, I feel like there's a problem with that, though,
1: is that when they did the Patrick Stewart in... Uh, sorry if you haven't watched the, the not-very-good Doctor Strange sequel. Uh, when they did the Patrick Stewart reveal... Isn't there an element of it that is lessened by virtue of, oh, this is just him from a different universe? Do you know what I mean? So you introduce Hugh Jackman, but he's not Wolverine. He's just some other Wolverine.
0: Um, I don't, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. No? I feel like it's still... I know that, yeah, it's a different universe, but it's still, you know, them in that role for all intents and purposes.
1: Unless he's being introduced as a full-time character, I guess I want to say.
0: If it's just uh, a cameo or a one and done if it, it, not, not so much a cameo, but imagine if they had like, um, you know, another kind of team up, like an X-Men Avengers team up and you did get like, maybe not like for 15 movies, like they have done, but if it was like a two part movie with Hugh Jackman back as Wolverine, Professor yeah. X, if Patrick Stewart can hold on that long, cause he is, he's getting on a bit. <laughs> um, he was in the Yorkshire tea ad recently, but so yeah. still doing well, but, um, uh, yeah, I feel that I feel that would be cool. But anyway, we we're, we're gonna be sidetracked, but yeah, apart from apart from that the, the problem is really, if they were to do
1: that, they need to have started
0: the build to it already. Exactly. Um and they I don't know what they're building to, really.
1: How many films are we into phase, what I'm assuming is phase five? Uh or is it four? I don't know what I don't know phase we in. Who fucking cares? It's all a little bollocks, if you ask me. Uh phase four It is phase four. Okay, how many films are we in so far? One, two, three, four, five. We're six films in already. And uh, where are we going? Because every film seems to end, and I know we make fun of it, and it's you know the joke. But every film just ends with Blorco appears and goes, "Time to go, boys." Whereas Mm -hmm. before it was you were finding the the blue cube thing. Oh, Infinity Stone. Oh, Infinity War. Or, or, or. Whereas here it's just more characters. It's that character from their comic once. And the the, the Marvel world has, has expanded so much. I feel like it needs to contra- it needed to contract. And that what they should have done with phase four was contract it back down a little bit before you start to then expand
0: again, leading up to the, the big payoff.
1: Whereas instead they just continue to expand. And so you have yeah. nine million characters, and what does any of it mean?
0: You know, and, and weak characters as well. It's not like Iron Man and no, Hulk yeah, and it's it's, it's, uh, it's Eternals and Moon Man and, and Shang Chi, Lady Lady Marvel, and uh.
1: <laughs> well, the problem um, is the the biggest name they have, the leader, let's say, of this post Endgame Avengers, is fucking Spider Man, who's owned by Sony. They don't even mm. own the rights to do it. You know, he's only there because Sony went to go on, gives lots of money, you can have, but still Tom Holland's Spider-Man is still technically a Sony property. Yeah. And what do they have apart from
0: him? No, he is the big, he's the big boy. Um,
1: they have Captain America, which has been recast, which has his own problems, Hulk who they've kind of dumbed down into, like, a comedy character. Thor, who's even worse in terms of being dumbed down into a comedy character. Yeah. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, who were once the comedy characters, but now the template for all Marvel films is that. So what, mm. does, what's, what makes them unique anymore? Black Panther, dead in that. Um, Ant-Man. fucking Ant-Man. Who gives a shit about Ant-Man? <laughs> That second film was shit as well. Man the was um, Black that's Widow that's that's dead, that's dead, as well. Um, although character, not actor. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, I what's the point of it anyway? <laughs> Apart from to make money, which is bad. I think they just
0: have re- They should just reset it all and go on. Right, I don't know, different kind of Avengers or something. Like, have a have a whole new gang, or or not the Avengers. Have the Illuminati that's the new group that we're going to form. I know maybe they don't want to do exactly that same thing again, but something, something like that. I don't know. Pick one of these like crisis on earth things. I don't know if that's DC or Marvel, you know what I mean? One of these like bullshit things that just make that it thing. Yeah. Instead, it's just, and it wouldn't be so bad if it wasn't like, these are the big movies that come out, right? There, There isn't much else that you look at when you look at the kind of the slate for the year. And go, oh, we're getting that movie, we're getting that yeah. movie. Like, it's pretty much the four, you know, three or four big Marvel movies that come out. And then you might get like a Top Gun or a DC movie. Yeah. And a fucking Jurassic World 4. Who the fuck wants to see that? Yeah,
1: well, Jesus. <laughs> um, yeah, well, we do get our Tom Cruise on the side of a plane movies. They do come along once in a while. Hmm. Uh, Mission Impossible 7. Hmm. Okay, oh, to my veins. Uh, Top Gun Maverick was great. So we still hope, yeah. and I do have my my pile of films that I'm going to watch here that will substitute for trips to the cinema. I won't go to the cinema anymore. I just watch all these physical films I own. Let's see what I got in in here. I have a, This is not mine, but I do have. I'm going to watch the Batman again. That's on a 4K. Nice. Uh, Martin Scorsese's Silence. How about that with Liam Neeson? Andrew uh, Garfield uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. Never watched that. Titanic, never watched that. Looking forward to that. Uh, one that you recommended, Joe. It's Last Night in Soho. Yes, I own a physical copy of it. Nice, I'll nice. Watch that at some point, uh Emma Shamlins old. These are all pickles. The beach
0: that. that makes you old. <laughs> Dude, my tits are gone all saggy. Ooh, a minute ago they were big. Now they, oh, my balls are dropping an inch every minute. <laughs> I'm oh, sure for
1: no with my balls. I need a carrier with a new wheelbarrow. Uh David Lynch's Dune, pick that up on Blu-ray. Double Indemnity, Billy Wilder, how about that? Uh, Lawrence of Arabia, Don't Look Now, Grindhouse. The Birds, Rear Window. Man who knew too much. Bit of hitchcock at the bottom there. So instead of going to see Marvel films, that's what I'm gonna be watching all them. Which are good films.
2: Yeah.
0: Well thanks for that email, Barry. It yes. was uh, good to hear from you. Um so all that's left to talk about really is the wrestling. Yeah. Um, not a not a kind of newsworthy couple of weeks really. Away oh, or was it? Was it the did the Vince McMahon thing break during? Oh yeah, I think it did. <laughs> oh, that, was, that was a couple of weeks ago. So I'm already okay. on about it, as has everyone else, because apparently they just no sold it and
1: everyone forgot. Uh, except Titus O'Neil came out on RAW to say WWE is just <laughs> such a free spirit place to live, such a safe space. Oh, oh what, a, what a Bootlicker.
0: Oh dear, pathetic. And the
1: funniest thing about Titus O'Neill is that he got suspended once for touching Vince on the arm.
0: Yeah, yeah. Remember when he touched Vince and got suspended? What a safe, yeah. What a safe. What
1: a, what what a safe haven, haven for people to just have fun, Joe. <laughs> it's, it's about
0: having fun. That's what it's about, really. Now,
1: don't have too much fun or you're suspended. <laughs> but a bit of fun. So, in terms of a dub. Uh, I only watch Rampage today, because Rampage is, is more mm. and more and more becoming... You know, n- it's not a point reviewing. It's, I watch it when I have time.
2: Mm.
0: Um,
1: cool. And Rampage this week featured uh, Lucha Bros and P- Private Party in a match that I couldn't even tell what was happening towards the end and not in a good way, but Pentagon fell off the top rope and then there was a run-in by Roosh, which one second later cut to Pentagon doing a, a destroyer. I couldn't tell if it was like a bad mm. edit or if it was actually happened that way. I couldn't even tell. And then the match was over. I thought it was a complete mess. Um, the rest of the show was kind of nothing. Although the acclaimed, the gun club turned on the fucking acclaimed, Joe. Well, that was a great moment. <sighs> Love the acclaimed. Love the acclaimed. And now they come out, the, the, the baby face entrance. Can't wait for them to become everyone's favorite act to the point that i was thinking in midweek you know we do at the end of the year our like total package of the year and our best yeah. rest, our best match i was thinking we should have a, a new award for your favorite thing in wrestling the thing that you look forward to seeing every week because for me at the moment it's mm. well, christian in his in his turtleneck which i want to apologize once more to barry that I, he was right and i was wrong um but the acclaimed I can't wait to see the acclaimed every week, do their little rap and, and <laughs> scissor their little fingers together. Tremendous. Um But yeah, what else was on the show? Jonathan Gresham and Lee Moriarty. Kings of the back against the Dark Order. Chris Statlander and Athena. Athena's look good since she debuted, I must say. She's she's uh, yeah. I think one of the better uh members of the women's roster at the moment. I think she's really good. Uh, but yeah, otherwise Rampage was was pretty pretty worthless. Um,
0: yeah, it's not the uh, must-see show that it started out as. No. Uh, it's become the B-show.
1: Well, not even the B-show. Just give me some reason to watch See, it. C-show. Sure. It feels like a C-show, uh, What do we have in Dynamite? Wardlow and Orange Cassidy. That's fine. That's good. Although, I... I I didn't have a problem with this match, but this this was like, in a sense, the first match since he beat MJF or Wardlow. It mm. felt like an important thing. Even above him winning the title. Everything, yeah. since, everything since he beat MJF felt like a waste of time. What are we doing with this feud with Mark Sterling? Okay, he beat Scorpio Sky in a, a nothing match that we expected to win. This was the first th- thing where, okay, it feels like Wardlow's kind of important again. Yeah. Um Jericho with the funniest moment of the week. When he said next week you're not gonna face Chris Jericho. You're gonna face the painmaker. Uh, it's, it's me with face paint on. Me with
0: makeup on. Looking right. like uh Dan Housen. <laughs> <laughs> Love Dan Housen to just come out when he's <laughs> when the pain maker's coming yeah. out, Dan Housen just appears behind him like Hey, sure. still my makeup? What's going on? Uh, <laughs> oh, I see you. Very nice for even circle. Pointy jacket you have.
1: Then we turn the thing in there at the end. <laughs> <laughs> house!
2: <laughs>
1: um, uh, yeah, I'm looking, for, I'm looking forward to that barbed wire match. Uh, unusual for uh, TV to have the barbed wire out, but um, I one thing one thing that went through my mind: Are they promoting this as the same match? No, it's not the same type of match as the Moxley Omega one, is it? No,
0: no, it's not an explosion. It's not the exploding. Okay, that's the and they also they said barbed wire everywhere, which kind of makes me think: is it actually going to be like barbed wire ropes, or is it just going to be like barbed wire? Ropes I assume it would sort of be ropes. Mm, I've maybe well, wrapped around the ropes. It's not going to be like the real barbed wire. No, well, that's t- like that. t- when TNA
1: used to do it. They used to do the ropes. Like, they yeah. no ropes; it was just barbed wire. So I think. Mm. Probably they do that. Okay. That's still one of my favorite on, on the same show as I think it was the same show as my favorite match of all time. It just mm. dials against Mojo. I think on that same show, he had Sabu against Abyss in the first Bar of the Wire Massacre, which was very mm. good. Um, so looking forward to that Jericho Kingston match. Um, Moxie against Kunosuke Takeshita was again very good. Takeshita continues to look really consistently yeah. great.
0: Yeah, put him in a put him in a feud with Pac or something.
1: That'd be great. Put him in a feud would be a good start. <laughs> just, um, just put him in a feud. Yeah, because he just seems to be a little bit of the aimless guy who just has great matches. But like let's let's give him something to work with here. Give him something to do. An angle. Give him a damn angle, brother. Uh Christian Cage was a love a bit of Christian Cage. Love his character that he just says these outrageous things. He's got no filter. Christian Cage. Um, love the turtleneck. What a great little, what a great little look. Um, (laughs) very good. Uh, what else did we have? Claudio and Jake Hager. That was
0: pretty good. I quite enjoyed that.
1: Good for a Jake Hager match for sure.
0: The funny thing is, though, they were talking up the whole kind of tag team history of the two of them. I was like, what? What were they talking about? were they in a tag team. I have no memory of it whatsoever. Dutch Mantel. Suddenly, it started coming back to me that they that Cesaro kind of joined that that little outfit. I he completely yeah. forgot about that. Um,
1: and then your main event was the tag title match, which was which was excellent. To be fair, yeah, yeah, great, great, great. Although, the Young just won the titles, and now they were a lost one already. What the fuck? So, interesting to see where that uh, story goes. Mm. I think that'll coincide with. Uh, the uh, Adam Cole group returning, potentially. Because, yeah. you know, Young Bucks, all their friends are away, lose the titles. Where does that lead? So, you know, hopefully there'll be something interesting coming out of that. But the match itself, ooh, this was fucking good. Very
0: good.
1: Best match of the week by by a mile. Yeah. We'll see Swerve and Keith Lee win the belts as well. Although I would have been equally, if not more, happy with uh, Hobbs and Starks. Uh, but this match was was excellent. It was really great. Don't have anything bad to say about it.
0: Nope. Nope. Very good.
1: Um, I don't think we need to go back any further than that. Otherwise, nah, it's just be redundant. Nah, nah. But I will say, I, I do need to go further back because there's something, last time we recorded, there's something I forgot to make mention of. And it, it would be unfair of <laughs> me to not give credit where credit is due. I don't yeah. know if you saw this segment, Joe, on SmackDown from two weeks ago where the former LA Knight, the former Eli Drake of TNA and NWA fame, he came out, he's he's called Max Dupree now, and he introduced his new tag team, the Maximum Male Models. And this segment, I know I bring the, the, I say it once in a while, the segment was the perfect segment. So, Bexley brings out his first, his first model, right? Mm. You might know him as Mace from Retribution, but he's, he's got a newfound love, Joe, of fashion. <laughs> so you can now know him as Marseille. And he comes out and he's posing. And let me just say, Pat McAfee in this segment was so hilarious. In putting this over and selling Massey, what a beauty! Look at the ankles. How can you forget those ankles? Pat McFey was so great in the segment. He's great. Joe, if you've not seen the segment, seek it out. It's so funny. And then Massey's partner. You know him, Joe, as Mansour. But Joe, Mansour has a newfound appreciation for fashion. So you can now call him Manso. And the names of both Massey and Mansoir it's like an O with an accent, an O with a different accent, an R with an accent on it, which I don't think even exists. <laughs> and this this comes out and pose, and they look so smug and so happy with their posing. And he's got like uh Mansoor or Mansois called has got like a fanny pack around his like oh. chest. And they've got the, the ankles out and they just look so mmm. And their catchphrase is maximum male models titillating the juices your guilty pleasures and pat mcafee said as much joe but let me just say i was titillated oh i was very titillated so if anybody hasn't seen this the 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 segment itself is on WWE's youtube channel seek it out but even better is if you can find on i think it's on twitter Mm. i think matthew from botchamania twitter if i recall the video of pat mcafee and Mike, when it comes to him and Michael Cole immediately after the segment, and he's just so over the top with how much he loved the models, and Michael Cole is like trying not to corpse and laugh at him. And he goes, titillated, I was so titillated. It's great. Very, very funny. Um gotta give credit where credit is due. I thought it was I thought it was exactly the stuff that I enjoy from, from WWE when they do comedy, right? It was like our truth yeah. at his peak before the John Cena feud. It w- it was very, very funny. Whether Marseille and Mansois will actually ever amount to anything, probably not. But this, mm-hmm. this introduction I thought was was perfectly, perfectly done. Uh, and then the last thing for us to cover, Joe, is um Woo Al face, Ric Flair. Woo! announced his, his last match. Hopefully not literally, because he, you know, there's a good chance he'll keel over mid match and that'll be it.
0: Yeah. Mm. Uh
1: he's gonna be teaming with Son in law Andrade Elidolo against Jay Lethal, noted Ric Flair impersonator and Jeff Jarrett for some reason.
0: Yeah, why, what's the Jeff Jarrett Ric Flair connection? I know he's old school, but they didn't. Uh, he was in the horseman, but he was in the one of the shittiest versions. I don't know. Anyway, he's available.
1: I guess so. Bit, bit of an odd fourth man, but. They need someone to come in and slow it down and take it easy with Rick. Uh, yeah. But the million-dollar question about this match, Joe, and I'm, I'm interested to know your take, is does Rick Flair take the, the beal off the top rope? No. no. No? No. Even a light to kind of put him down. No, no I don't think so. Because I don't think he can do the gimmick. I know he did once or twice where he went up and like, would hit like a single axe handle or something. Mm. If he does that, he's, his legs are just going to break off like Mr. Burns. And the- I
0: don't think he'll go so. So I think he might, I think he'll get his, get his ass out. Cause he can he always he gets his ass out.
1: He'll, I've played, seen he'll, played,
0: he'll, blade, he'll blade and get his ass out.
1: Yeah. I've seen uh, the Ric Flair arse spot in, in a uh, show, unfortunately.
0: And yeah, he'll um, maybe a flare flop, but like not a full on one, more of a, you know, bump on the sort of hip. If he, well, uh, right. his hips, his hips yeah. might turn immediately to dust, but it might be a bit of a yeah, a bit of a flare flop. But I think he'll just come in, do the chops, put on the figure four.
1: Yeah, I mean that's that's really like, the way you know, do it, right? I don't think the hot tag.
0: You don't really want to see more than that, do you? So yeah. No. Yeah, no, I think it I think it'll be uh actually looking at the rest of that card, it doesn't it looks like a pretty good decent card. You've got like Briscoe's one Eric's, uh, a few other decent singles matches on there. Mm. Uh, it's the
1: yoke Von Eric's, right? They haven't resurrected.
0: I think it might be the original Von Erichs, yeah, the original. Kerry, yeah, the original, uh, <laughs> Kerry. <laughs> um, it's Lacey yeah, no, I was and like, uh, uh, someone else. i was surprised. Yeah,
1: <laughs> it's Lacey. But Lacey. I know they had an MLW. They had like the sons.
0: Yeah, it's like those. I think it's Russ. Was it one of them called? Russ or Kevin Junior? Something, something like that. Yeah. Guess the Von Eric's names, that'd be a good quiz for next week. Don't look them up. I'll just do that as a quiz. <laughs> you and Barry have to try and guess those two von Eric's names. Could be there a while. Um yeah, no, surprisingly got a good card. Um I don't know if I'll actually watch it. No, I am not, I don't care. I might although I have I a booking
1: suggestion if they want if they want
0: Go on. So
1: the end of the match ends with Andrade turning on Ric Flair. Yeah. costing him his last ever match, and then him and Charlotte just, like, fucking making out over his downed yeah, yeah, corpse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As Jim Ross goes, you son of a bitch, you do buy you realize what you're lie, doing? You son of a bitch. Very reminiscent of Armageddon. You do the Armageddon 99 finish again, basically.
0: Oh, yeah, and then, yeah. And then Flair comes into AEW, six-month program with Andrade. Perfect. Yeah. It's easy. It's it's, it's easy Easy money. Easy money. Exactly. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I also, wait, is Ring of Honor this week? Uh, it, is. it is, 23rd. Yeah, 23rd, yeah. Again, another thing, I'm not... Uh, card looks okay, but I'm not particularly interested. I do want to see them, that Briscoe's FTR match. I'm sure I still I never it. saw the first
1: one, so it might be one... I know. Oh! I know, I know, I know. I know.
0: What have you been doing?
1: I might... I'm definitely not going to stay up for it, but oh, it. might. no, no, no. It no. might be... Because I I'm, I'm obviously no longer a frugal man, it might be on Sunday. I just have nothing to do and I just
2: yeah. buy it and
1: watch the replay. Um, maybe I'll get that first show as well because I never I never actually watched. It. I might sit down and watch that during the week. Because it, like it. ca- canonically it's kind of AEW, and I've watched every mm. televised AEW show they've ever done. Not counting, I don't count count Dark and Elevation, obviously, but. <laughs> I've watched every Dynamite, including that Saturday one they did with uh, your man from NXT UK on it. That one
0: time,
1: Mm. Uh, I watched every Rampage, every pay per view, I bought every pay per view. So,
0: Mm.
1: except I've not watched those. I've not watched that one Ring of Honor pay per view they did. So that might be what I need to need to check out and watch that FTR Briscoe's match because maybe maybe I need to watch that second one as well.
0: Mm. We'll see. We'll see, and um. That brings us to the end of the rundown for this week. I hope you enjoyed the show. It's been a fun one. Uh, It's been a hot one. Paul and I are going to go off and uh, soak our balls in some ice-cold water. Oh, yes, please. Ooh, just to cool down, but uh, yeah, thanks. Well, my
1: balls are real long now, as we talked
0: about, so I can just <laughs> roll them down the stairs and hope there's a cup of water. They're them. currently soaking in his uh, bathroom sink from <laughs> where he where sat in his bedroom, um, just dangling them out the window downstairs into a paddle like M- Mr. Tickle's arms. The Mr. <laughs> my balls go that window and into oh, the door. Dear. Oh, dear. But that is the end of the show. Thank you for listening. Um, it's goodbye from from me and goodbye from Paul.
1: Goodbye. See you next week.